on the 20th anniversary of the New York Times popular Vows column, a weekly feature on notable weddings and engagements launched in 1992, its longtime editor wrote that Vows was meant to be more than just a news notice about society events. It aimed to give readers the backstory on marrying couples and, in the meantime, to explore how romance was changing with the times. Twenty years ago, as now, most couples told us they'd met through their friends or family or in college, wrote the editor, Bob Bolletz, in 2012. For a period that run into the late 1990s, a number said often sheepishly that they had met through personal advertisements. But in 2018, seven of the 53 couples profiled in the Vows column met on dating apps. And in the Times' more populous wedding announcement section, 93 out of some 1,000 couples profiled this year met on dating apps. Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, Coffee Meets Bagel, Happen, and other specialized dating apps designed for smaller communities like Chasewipe for Jewish Singles and Muzzmatch for Muslims. The year before, 71 couples whose weddings were announced by the Times met on dating apps. In the 2020s, clearly, online dating has its perks. But what are its pitfalls? Hello everyone, I am here with two special guests. So we have a couple from Wellington, New Zealand, and we have Kring and Frank. Kring is Filipino, while Frank is French. Wait, by the way, Frank, French, that sounds very... <laughs> <laughs> and like, in, you know... <laughs> in France, he's called Franck. Franck. Oh, interesting. Yes. Can you both give a brief background of, you know, who you are and how you ended up in Wellington? Because, you know, none of you are Kiwis. So let's start with that. Yeah. So I'm Kring Lakson and I am 30 years old. I moved here to New Zealand five years ago in 2017 to study for one year. And during that period of my study, that was when I met Frank while he was holidaying in New Zealand. And so... He fell in love with me, and he decided <laughs> he decided to stay here for me. Mm. And five years on, we relocated to the windiest city in the world, Wellington, for my job. And mm. yeah, that's for me. Well, for me, so it's Frank. I'm 31, and I'm from Paris, so from France. And I've been in New Zealand for yeah, almost five years as well. And I first arrived here after traveling in Asia, Southeast Asia. And after Korea, I moved there, and I was there just to walk a little bit and traveled, and that's when I met Green on the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> after she asked me to stay, so I stayed. <laughs> ah. And after we moved to Wellington, and yeah, so far so good. Introduction. <laughs> All right. The topic of this episode is about online dating, and obviously that has something to do with how the two of you met. So maybe we can talk about how the two of you met. Okay, so I started doing Tinder in Auckland, to be honest, to have free dinners because <laughs> I was a student. Okay. I was a student <laughs> and I wanted to find a way to uh, save up on expenses. So mm-hmm. I used Tinder to get free dinners. 
And so that was where I met Frank. Uh, that was on August when I met him. And mm-hmm. he just arrived in New Zealand from South Korea. Mm-hmm. And because he was a newcomer, I was like, all right, I will act as your tour guide. That can be our mm. first date. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was how we set up the date. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we used <laughs> Tinder and after a few texts, where do we meet again? In the train stations? Yeah, we met yeah. on the train station. Train station, just to go to another city. And mm-hmm. she's just like showing me around, having a coffee here and there. And yeah. Yeah. At first, we were quite embarrassed to tell people that we met on Tinder. Our press release version before <laughs> is that we met on the train station for the first time. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Which is technically true. Exactly. It's like you're saying to everyone, you know, it's true. <laughs> before there was some text, but in real life. <laughs> yeah. Physically, we first met at the train station. Yeah, that's right. Mm. <laughs> so there you go. That is actually the first question that I have. Like, you were embarrassed to tell people that you met on Tinder. Like, which side is this? Is this the Filipino side or are French people also not into... Is there a taboo in which country or both countries? For me, I wasn't really ashamed to tell people that I was on uh, Tinder because even in the Philippines, I was kind of already using it and some of my mm-hmm. friends were already using it back then. But it is more of Frank's yeah, side. Yeah, it's, it's more like in France. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's like everyone using it, but no one is saying. So like, you know, it's literally everyone you can see on their phones, they all have Tinder and different apps and there's like thousands of apps, everyone using everything. But how did you met? Uh, oh, you know, on the bar. <laughs> no one, no one oh, said, no okay. one said. Yeah. So it's taboo. Now it's start to be, you know, like more popular and stuff, mm. but still a bit taboo. Still a bit taboo. I thought that it was just the Philippines. So, okay. Surprisingly, even France has this taboo. Yeah, I, I would say that my experience with that, right, is like I have a friend. I have a lot of friends who have met their partners through multiple dating apps, not necessarily yeah. Tinder. But then my friend who met her partner through Tinder, when she got married, she was embarrassed when the best man told their story about how they met through Tinder. Because, yeah. oh my God, like my aunties don't know or what are going to think about me. So there is a taboo, especially probably with the older generation yeah, or whatever. Exactly. But I'm glad to know from you now. That, so now you're, you're fine with telling people the truth. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I am. You are? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, it's, no, no, it's, no, it's okay. No, it's okay. Uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And why do you think there is a taboo? Do you think it's because people will assume that you were on Tinder because you were just looking to hook up and nothing serious or what? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Up, yeah. yeah, for <laughs> me, my image before is that it looks pathetic to have to look for a date online. Because mm. there are many opportunities to look for a date physically in the real world. So having to resort mm. to online seemed like a last resort. But ah. now it's way more common. But yeah, yeah for Frank's perspective, yeah, it, online dating can seem like more of a hookup. Yeah. Mm. Like, you know, okay. like in France, every relationship has to be kind of romantic. Especially in Paris, mm. you know, in Paris, everyone has the image of Paris, very romantic. So it's better to have a story with a romantic story at, at the beginning. And this type of app is more to use uh, yeah, for hookup and uh, one night stand and stuff like that. The part where you said that most people, right? It's very common to ask people, how did you meet? 
And you think that if you say, oh, an app, it's not as romantic. Yeah, exactly. It's not as cute as in movies. Oh, I, she exactly. dropped her book. I picked it up for her. You know, those, yeah. those kinds of situations that seem like it's based on fate and serendipity and all that, right? So yeah. maybe that's the one. And that's why you think, as you say, it seems to reek of desperation if you went <laughs> on an <laughs> online dating site to meet someone. But yeah, I, I would think personally that I don't think that's true because how else are you going to meet the thing is yes you can meet a lot of people in different scenarios such as um office mates classmates whatever or in the bar but it's not that easy to strike a conversation with people right are you just gonna say hi i'm single are you single too that's even more embarrassing for me isn't it like (laughs) yeah it is i find it really difficult to just strike up a conversation with someone i don't know and there aren't many opportunities for me to deviate from my usual, you know, going to work, mm. going to school, go home. There's not much new things in between. So there's not a lot of opportunities to meet new people. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, I would agree as well. And also, it's weird for me personally, like if you're walking down the street and a guy just suddenly approaches you to ask for your number or something, which has happened to me before, it's creepy, right? Yeah. Why are you <laughs> just suddenly approaching me? At least on the online dating setting, right? You know that both of you are single. And you know you're open, basically. If you swipe right on each other, that means you are open to that connection, right? Yeah, it's not exactly, like that yeah. weird stalker scenario or whatever. So <laughs> so I would think <laughs> it's, yes. it's, it's probably better that way, yeah. Anyway, since you know you're you're both of different cultures, why don't we talk a bit about the differences in dating in each of your different home countries? In the Philippines, we have the legal culture, courtship culture, wherein if a man is interested in a woman, they will have a formal courtship. He will state his interest in the woman and he will try to woo her traditionally through bouquets, through asking for permission from her family and Mm. such. There is a ritual involved. But nowadays, when at least when I moved to New Zealand and when I met Frank, that is not the case. It always is either you are friends and then it just naturally evolves or there is dating, but there is no courtship. There is no asking the family for permission and such. It Mm. is really just between the both of you, the relationship. So that's Mm. the difference for me between Philippines and my dating here in New Zealand with Frank. For France, it's it's really close than here in New Zealand. So I can't really compare. Like for me, it's like it's very normal all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, I don't know, you know, we just meet people and depending how is the relationships, you can go forward or not. But you don't need to see families or see your friends or see mm. anyone. It's just between the both of you and that's all. And, you know, if the feeling is good, it just happens. And it can be the first night, second night, three nights, a week, months. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. For me, it's like same thing here like in New Zealand. So, yeah. Oh, so, it's, so it's very similar. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar. It's very similar. All right. So I think in Filipinos, maybe it's because we are a more conservative culture or something. Yeah. That's why we had all those steps i would say yeah (laughs) Yeah. all right then (laughs) but what would you say since you know you've dated obviously you've dated french women and you've dated well filipino woman is there a big difference 
between us. Yeah, <laughs> I would Elena. like to know as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not really, to be honest. Maybe maybe it's like depend how how comfortable you put the other person with you. You know, mm-hmm. like if she follow me on you know the person who I am and she keep following me on my on what I like, she will obviously be open as well. But mm-hmm. if you are in uh you know with someone who are conservative, for example, maybe you will not be open as much as someone who is open. So mm-hmm. obviously the other person as well will be kind of closed and kind mm-hmm. of conservative. So yeah, I don't know. I think obviously you're amazing. <laughs> thank thank you. <laughs> For me, I think that mm. I am less direct than mm. oh, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, oh, the, yeah okay. the women that Frank has dated it with. Uh he is very straightforward with me. At the beginning mm. it offended me. Like, why are you just saying things so frankly, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I was a bit more. I I like keeping things inside. I will, didn't like challenging the status quo. I didn't like to change like the peace at home. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. but with you, uh, yeah. in front is the opposite. We we put out everything, <laughs> and ah. it's loud. It's loud. You know, it's very it's very intense. It's very intense. It's like mm. a big um, a roller coaster. Going up very high and going down very deep. So, you know, yeah. So if you see, if you see like some movies or some series about French couples shouting at each other, they're Mm. apparently true. They're not stereotypes. Everyday life. It's everyday life. So it's normal. Ah, (laughs) So you're very vocal people, which is actually a good thing, I think, compared to Filipinos. She's right. um, the, The average Filipino does not really say what he's actually feeling, which is not good, right? We just mm. one day burst because you've been putting up with all this, your issues with your partner and all that. And then one day you just burst That's and then explosive. suddenly leave or whatever, which is yeah. not really a good thing, I would think. So maybe it's good to just meet in the middle or something. Yeah. My question is for you, Kring, what is the difference between dating Filipino men and uh, French men or in that French man in this case? I find that at least during the times that I was dating Filipino men, it was like the first few dates, they would really be formal. They would really put their best foot forward and they would present their best selves. Mm. In Frank's case, he was really honest. Oh, okay. I would say that he was very friendly. Mm. But there were no pretend airs about him. Mm. I could see that it was what I saw was what I got. And the Frank that I first saw at the first date is still the Frank that I am with now. Mm. Whereas with Filipinos, it's like Shrek said. No, like Donkey said with Shrek. Mm. They're like an onion. You peel them slowly (laughs) until you see the middle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then I think I would say it's because of the, as you mentioned, we have a courtship ritual, right? Yes. So they have to appear as somebody better than they're not at the beginning because they need you to say yes. Yeah. Which is probably not necessarily a good thing because it could be fake, a fake persona. Mm. They're a lot sweeter. They say all these things that they think they should say in order to win you. Yeah, I, I think that's also part of the culture that we try to keep the status quo, the peace. So at first, mm. you'll present your best self and you will just slowly unfurl 
take it layer by layer in Philippine culture. I also actually dated a French guy, well, many years ago. So for me, personally, I felt that French men are more PDA. Do you think that's the case with Frank as well? They're very more open with showing their affection in public, whereas Filipino mm. men, or in the Philippines, you're not supposed to be doing that. Kissing or something in public. Is Frank also like that? I'm just wondering. Yeah, the, the PDA <laughs> is very real with uh, this one. <laughs> he, sometimes he just, while we are walking and holding hands, he will suddenly like twirl me around. Like nice. a dance. <laughs> like a dancing on the street. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, he is very affectionate. Let's move on to online dating. The experiences on online dating basically is that some people are hesitant about doing the online dating route, not just because of the taboo, which we mentioned earlier, but because of other factors. Like for me personally, I did try online dating, but then I stopped and it was because of some of these things. So maybe you could break, uh, what do you call this, myth busters, what do you call it, <laughs> break mm, the myth yeah. or whatever. Or you could give tips, like if for someone who is hesitant about online dating, how would they go about doing it, right? Okay, so I guess the first thing that I was hesitant about is because I felt that on online dating, you are judged based solely on your face value. Um, because, for example, obviously, you just swipe on a person's face. And I feel that a lot of the people, they don't really read what I put on my profile. So they're just judging me based on my face. I feel like whatever they're saying is like, Something that they pay for everyone that they swipe right on. So do you agree? Do you think that is true? In my experience, of course, I would swipe right or like I would like the mm -hmm. men who were well presented. But I would also make it a point to look at their profiles and to see if they are actually someone I would want to talk to. Mm, if they look okay. cute, but they have nothing on their profiles. They have mm. said nothing. I would hesitate, ah. and that's for me. For me, uh, let's be <laughs> honest. <laughs> I think I was not judging about the physique, and I was really, really going on the profile to see what she wrote. And for me, it's this type of app is just like you know, it's like when you are in a bar or in a club, and you also judge people for the physique before to mm. approach them. And if you are able to talk to someone. And you're not judging the physique at the first step. It's maybe because you sit beside her or maybe it's some an interaction happens. But most mm -hmm. of the time, if you approach a girl, it's because you judge from her. Like very, from very far, you saw her from very far. You're like, I like her. <laughs> I'm, you know, it's like a side, uh, and right. I'm going mm -hmm. straight. So like for, the, uh, for me, it's kind of the same thing. So I just swipe on the right. And as you see, you judge, you judge on the physique. But mm. uh, I think the mistake of like many people on this type of apps is they put the best Photoshop photo on this type <laughs> of things. And so you, you swipe on the right and when you meet for the first time, she's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> so it's dangerous. Yeah, which reminds me of this quote that I read. Well, this is actually attributed to Cheryl Strayed. She said, when going on a date with someone they met online, the number one fear that straight women have is going on a date with a serial killer. <laughs> The number one fear straight men have is going on a date with a fat woman. <laughs> so, I mean, so I guess men are more into looks, which is probably not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe it's just the way we look at things. Like men 
it's a numbers game or something, right? Like you just swipe right on everybody you find attractive first yeah. and then you get to know them later. Yeah, exactly. Whereas women, like she said, right? We we actually go into each profile first and see, is this guy worth my swipe, yeah. you know? So yeah. I think it's probably that. Men just are playing the numbers game, maybe. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I think men get less matches mm. than women do. And so they just swipe at all the women that they are attracted to. Mm-mm. And then they're hoping that out of this hundred people they swipe right on, maybe 10 of them would look at their profile yeah, and then yeah. decide that this guy is worth the effort or something. So, <laughs> Yeah. Also, with regard to that quota, mm-hmm. um, I remember mentioning to my mom, because I'm, I'm very close to her, mm-hmm. say, telling her that, oh, I met this guy. We're going on a date. I met him on Tinder. And she's like, are you sure that that's safe? Is that guy not a killer? And so that quote is very true. I can relate to it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's true. Because when I also, not just online, but if I am supposed to meet a guy that, you know, I met in a bar or, or whatever, right? And then I'm going to officially go on a date with him. I usually tell my friends. Oh, this mm. is where I'm meeting him. This is vaguely what he looks like. And, you know, if you call me at the end of the night and I don't answer, please call the police. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> like, overly paranoid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah, and I, I have a friend who once sent me the plate number of uh, the vehicle that the guy was using to pick her up just to be safe. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Mm. Because, unfortunately, that quote holds true. I don't think men are as afraid of meeting women who are potentially serial killers. Correct me if I'm wrong, Frank. When uh-uh. when you go out with women, do you worry about these things? Do you text your bro, hey bro, this is the license? No, no because if I do that, they will all come and watch me from very far. <laughs> <laughs> I know them. <laughs> Make jokes after for months, so you know. Yeah, unfortunately, that is the world we live in. Like, there are more unsavory men than uh, women, I guess. Though, of course, to be fair, there are also women who are... I'm sure there are serial killer women as well, but (laughs) women who probably, like, steal your stuff. I've read about these things. Like, you know, they sleep with a guy and then steal his wallet and his watch and whatever, that sort of thing. And there are these instances, but I think that's not something that men are usually... Overly concerned with maybe because men also are stronger than women. If for any case, they would probably be able to overpower someone exactly. who is yeah, trying to hurt yeah. them, right? Like maybe exactly that is why right, that's so. where the fear comes from for women, anyway. Yeah. All right, but thank you for being honest about the face thing, and now we know. <laughs> but I think now I understand. So maybe women can do the same thing. I should also just swipe right on everybody. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> because I think like you know, it's it's so hard to judge someone just on profile. Because anyway, mm. after you have to text, you have to send some message. And mm-hmm. you know, after 10 message, you know straight away what type of person he can be. So, you know, mm. it's better to just talk with someone than just read a, a profile that you just wrote on five minutes. If you ask with the right, the right questions, you know, it can be something be better than just write a profile. That's a good point. Okay, so since you mentioned conversations, that's the next part that I'm stuck on. I find that sometimes text conversation can... Compared to actual vocal conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Text conversations have a tendency to become boring or they can't hold interest. And it's not necessarily because the guy is boring 
for example, maybe he just doesn't know how to convey himself well in text, right? Yeah, yeah. Like because text is flat, it doesn't convey personality or exactly, inflections yeah. or whatever, right? Maybe he's just not really good at writing. So for you guys, when you started out, did you chat long before meeting or or what? Quite a while, no? Like a week? Yeah, we chatted for a week before we decided to go on a date. But in my experience, a message is a good indicator of how your actual conversation will flow when the two of you meet. Mm. If the texts flow freely, if there's good vibes all around in texts, most likely in real life when you meet, it's going to be the same. And if a conversation falls flat in a message, that might hold true as well in real life. But what is your experience, babe? Well, no, it's been a while since we did that. <laughs> yeah, it's so, been five so years. It's so, hard to remember. <laughs> but like, what I remember of it is like, at least for me, even for my friend, actually, we all feel mm. kind of nervous to send some message because we make our own pressure to like, we have to be funny. We have to make, you know, we have to be different to make her, you know, oh, he looks so nice. He's so funny, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I can meet him. And girl always expect that the guy would text first. And we can just say like, hey, how are you? You know, we have to be so creative mm. every, every time. <laughs> you know, we have this kind of cards to know which card we're going to use, which joke <laughs> we're going to use. And it's like so much pressure. But after when you're able to make a date, and you met this person in real life, you're like, okay, now I can be me. I can be like, mm. no pressure. It's good. I did the first challenge. It's okay. <laughs> mm, I see. Yeah, yeah. And now that you mention it, yeah, I do realize that, yeah, that is a lot of pressure on men because yeah. it's true that we do expect you to make the first move. And it's because of societal pressure in general, right? It's not because of us, especially for Filipino women. We grew up thinking that, we are not supposed to make the first move because men will find that unattractive. Yeah, that we're easy. So, of course, you are not going to do that ever. Mm. And then, as a result, it's also pressuring to the men, right? Because, yeah. of course, they need to make the first. And and as a result, they're the ones who are constantly getting rejected because they're the ones who yeah, have to yeah. do the first move all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you put, like, so much effort. Like, you, sometimes you, you know, some people put literally the art inside and they were like, you know, no one replied to me. It's been weeks. And I have a, another mm. friend who we were able to see her account and she got, like, 100 messages a day. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, it's, and, like, in France, it's very common, you know, because obviously everyone <laughs> swipe right. <laughs> so when she match, she match a lot, and then she got, like, 100 messages, so you have to be slightly different mm. to be able, like, you know, she's going to reply. So, yeah, the first message can be very challenging, at least for men, um, most of the time, yeah. Yeah, I would think. Do you still remember what Frank said that actually made you <laughs> attracted to amazing, him? No, something so nice, right? right? I think it was <laughs> just how are you? <laughs> and I was, and I was like, oh, it was late. It was late. I was like, yes, free dinner. Okay, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> oh, well, I didn't pay the dinner. Let's go make this straight away. <laughs> yeah, he did pay for lunch. We it, it was a lunch coffee. date. Right. <laughs> you were texting for a week. So how long were you on vacation? That's a very long vacation that you were in. Uh, Frank was on a working holiday visa, which means mm. that he was essentially on holiday in New Zealand for a year 
but he could work at the same yeah. time. Mm, so when I we see. met, he was actually already working as a chef, right? Yeah. So basically, I arrived to New Zealand and I traveled a little bit, I think for like a week. And I came back and after a few days, I found a job. And I think uh, at the end of the week, that's where we were already chatting a little bit, I think. Yeah. And that's where we met. So it was quite fast for me. And during this week, she was also on a weekend somewhere in Queenstown, I believe. So yeah. she was not in the city, she was somewhere else. So we met only when she came back. Mm. So all together, it was, like a, it was like a week of text before we met. Oh, that is why it took a week. Okay, got yeah. it. Oh, if not, it would be like two days. Yeah. <laughs> if you we were in the same place, yeah, it would take much faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I thought you were after free dinner. So why did it take so long? <laughs> I still had money. So <laughs> there was still no need for a dinner. <laughs> okay, there's a, that's another thing, right? Like men are also expected usually to pay for <laughs> dinner. So that is also like a bit of an unfair um, expectation, I guess, mm. on men. For women, we, we just accept this and then the man is going to pay. But then the man, before you ask someone out, you have to make sure you have enough money to pay for the date, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you have to choose the place wisely also. It's not too expensive. Otherwise, what if you mm. end up with a date who is like, luckily, I, I think Kring probably did not end up being a gold digger, right? Like, <laughs> other women would probably, like, order, like, lobster or the most expensive items on the menu <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking back on it now, of course, it's very embarrassing to go on a date just to have a free meal. <laughs> and if you ask me today if I think that I would pay for my own, if, let's say, I were single today... Mm. I would pay for my own meal just because I don't want to owe anybody anything. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's how I think now also. But I guess it also depends on where you are at in life. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you don't have a lot of money, so <laughs> you would be doing all these things, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Poverty. <laughs> so I guess we're getting to the, what they call this, the stereotypes, right? So the stereotypes for men is like the, the women's fear that he could be a psychopath or serial killer or a rapist or whatever, right? But on the other hand, for women, right, they could possibly be gold diggers, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is also bad. Okay, so another risk I would think, aside from those things that we mentioned, is actually catfishing. There have been instances where somebody pretended to be someone, they're not not just the best foot forward, but somebody completely different, like completely different picture or whatever. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced this personally? I did not experience this personally, but I know someone who did. Mm, What was that like? One of my friends fell in love with this guy that she met online, and they have been chatting for a few months. She was completely enamored by him, but every time there were plans to meet, they would always fall through. Mm. And I don't know how she found out, but it was later revealed that the catfish was just one of her friends. What? Who was jealous or pretty much like maybe, you know, had some insecurities towards this friend of mine because she really is a successful woman. Oh my God. Yeah. And so they created this whole different profile to play with my friend's feelings and have a taste of some of the downfall of this friend of mine. Thankfully, she was able to rise up and just recover from it. But that was uh, the worst case of catfishing that I have seen personally. That is horrible. Like, what a 
psycho. That's what yeah, the what person was right? like. What a weird thing to do. Speaking of this, I just I said I haven't experienced catfishing. I actually kind of did. So yeah, I, I met someone online. Usually, the telltale sign of a scammer I read after that incident is that they would ask to go off the app. Right, like they, you know, they would ask for your email ad or your number. Mm. So he asked for my email address, and then he was sending me these very long emails. And I was saying, like, it's so odd that he would send a different email every time, and not really address what I said last time. You know mm. what I mean? Like usually, if you would uh, email yeah. someone, you reply to the email, and then you continue the conversation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was like weird, and then also he was suddenly in love with me. All of a sudden, like in a matter of <laughs> days or something like that's very weird, right? So I said, this is very odd. So I don't know what actually triggered me to Google it or something, but I decided to reverse Google his image and it turns out he was a scammer or somebody was okay. using that guy's photo. Somebody reported yeah, him or yeah, something anyway. Really common, yeah. So I said, oh my God, so this guy's a scammer. So that's when I went into a rabbit hole of Googling about scammers so yeah so apparently that is a thing that, that that they do and that is one sign like if they they don't seem to be connecting with you like they're sending you all these emails because the reason for that is they send these emails out to everyone right so if, yeah, for example they have a hundred swipes yeah. they will send the same email to this hundred women and that is why they don't really bother to reply and keep the thread and whatever so so that was one of the signs and i'm sure there are a lot more and there were people who actually got scammed for a lot of money for me luckily i was not scammed at all like yeah that's one risk also of online dating you could be catfished yeah. you could be scammed and there's actually a podcast i forgot what it's called i think sweet bobby which is about a catfisher as well which sounds like your friend's case but it's, it's slightly different though she was in a relationship with someone for years and it turns out in the end that it was her cousin. So kind of sounds oh like that. <laughs> what is wrong with these people? Yeah. yeah That's gosh. extreme. What do you do in your free time? Yeah, but <laughs> my gosh. although I do think that, you know, the, the scamming, catfishing is very common, especially among the elderly people. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. People yeah, yeah. who are not technologically savvy, they are... Mm -mm more prone to being scammed by Nigerian princess and by yes, these yes. people yeah. who just get an image from Google, a handsome man or woman, and just pretend to be someone mm -hmm. else. And so I think we have to look out for our elders. If we have someone we know who is old, is lonely, they are more prone to being scammed. And yeah. so we and should they, look after them. they are very naive with this online thing. So, yes. Yeah, it can be very easy for them. They cannot seem to connect, right? Like for us, we are kind of used to the online world. But for their generation, they don't really, you know, they're, they're having trouble yeah. with that. They don't know where to where the line is. What are the warning signs? Yeah. They don't even know how to yeah. Google to tell is this a scam or not like what I did right so that is probably why they are more prone to that and also I think there is a part of the brain that gets changed or something as you get older and that is probably mm -hmm. why they're also more susceptible to scams so yeah you're right we should look out for the older people or widows suddenly they have a new man in their life or whatever like hmm, really I mean I think a good rule of thumb here is that the moment money is involved say no because i think the, this scammer some of them like pretend to be rich just so you feel confident sometimes it's a small amount at first and then they pay it right back 
the first time. Mm-hmm. So that you will have confidence that they're trusty, right? That means in the future, if they ask for a bigger amount of money, you're going to give it and then you'll never see it. Yeah. So that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we are talking about psychos and scary people. <laughs> Should probably talk. <laughs> I love this <laughs> Why are we suddenly going towards the dark end? But <laughs> so we were talking about all the possible scary scenarios. We should probably talk about the, the positive <laughs> sides. Can we do that? <laughs> yeah, let's please. Yeah. <laughs> let's do so it. yeah, so what do you think? I mean, since you are the one with positive experience, right? So what was it that was a surprise, a happy surprise? And you, Kring, were just there to look for a free <laughs> meal. <laughs> and Frank, what were you actually looking for on Tinder? And was it this? Were you expecting it to be this or not? Not really, because I wanted just to have some fun, basically. Mm-hmm. Actually, like every time I use uh, Tinder, or oh, I've always been looking for fun all the time. Even when I met people on the bar or in a club or in a cafe or whatever, it was always just been for fun. And after feeling arrived, they arrived. And yeah, we crank they arrive, I say, quite fast, surprisingly. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, I want to spend you know more time with her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, no, it was really good, actually. Yeah, so when uh, we first met, it was made very clear to me by Frank that he is here on a holiday mm. and that he was planning at the time to stay in Auckland for, was it three months? Yeah, three months. For three months. And after that, he's going to go away and start traveling all over New Zealand. Mm. And so for me, I really did not have any expectations. I just wanted to have a companion, to have fun also, to have someone to laugh with because Frank has a very good sense of humor and he's fun to be with. So let's just hang out with him. (laughs) Yeah, but the more time we spent together, the more the chemistry was really just like igniting like all sorts of flames everywhere. And we could see that we really were a good match in a lot of aspects of life. Mm-hmm. And so that was when I decided near the end of his third month, I was like, why Why don't you stay? Have you thought about staying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, d- he yeah. agreed. So yeah, so I stay obviously more than three months. And after it was six <laughs> months, so I stay more than six months. And after nine months, and after my <laughs> visa was coming uh, at this end. And so I did a new visa to be able to stay here longer. To stay mm-hmm. with her. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. almost five years and on, five years. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> almost five years. Still he. <laughs> that is actually cute, right? Yeah. So, yes. To counter all those scary experiences that people have had on online dating, we also have really nice experiences like yourselves, right? Like, yeah. aside from you guys, do you also know... Any of your other friends or relatives who had similar experiences with online dating that you could share? On my side, yeah, I know like many, many of my friends like met their partner by not only Tinder, but like different apps, like a lot actually. And I think mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who has like bad experience or when they have a bad experience on the day, they talk mm. six months later and it was actually really funny. So we can all laughed about it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, even, even, even me, when I look at my past, uh, it's all, you know, like, good story, good memories. So it was great. And yeah, I know, like, so many people were, like, wrong relationships, very long relationships now, 
with a partner and they met even by Facebook, you know, so <laughs> but anything. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, I have a lot of friends who met their partners online. Some of them are even married now and have children. Mm-hmm. I think really the key is just to be smart online. And lucky for us, for our generation, we grew up having online at our fingertips. And so we know how to navigate it pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so as as long as you're savvy, as long as you're smart about your online use, I don't think you will run into any trouble. Yeah, you need to be cautious, obviously, but yeah. Because, you know, with this yeah. type of things, you, you meet, obviously, much more people than, you know, if you go in a bar, for example, maybe you will meet two to three people max. When now, in your hand, you can meet hundreds of people just by <laughs> any apps, you know, talking to hundreds of people. So, obviously... You have more chance to have some crazy people on the way, <laughs> but after it's like you to have some, like some conscience and to be cautious about it and just, you know, think about it. Like, you know, obviously there's some crazy people everywhere. So mm-hmm. be careful when you meet someone for the first time, maybe take some people, take some friends and like they know. And after one or two nights, you know, you can be just by yourself <laughs> with this person. <laughs> yeah, that is a very good tip. You're right. Like, obviously, just take precautions. As you said, tell your friends where you're going, who you're meeting, just in case yeah. something happens, then somebody knows. And I think for women, we, you should always try to meet on a first date in a public place, right? Like in yeah. a restaurant, oh, actually, in a cafe. Yeah, yeah, for yeah anyone, do not yeah. go meet someone at their house or whatever because yeah that's oh, yeah, not no. really good. Yeah, yeah, no, that, 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 that's really bad yeah just public place with pe- people around just to, even like for men just to be sure you know it's not a scam and you know it's a it's like a the person who you thought you were texting to it's a go- the person you're going to meet <laughs> yeah you know, just have a coffee have a, have a drink and just have some good time first and after you can uh, see forward Generally, despite all the scary stuff out there, those don't really happen a lot yeah. to people. Yeah. So I think it's probably still worth giving online dating a shot, right? Obviously, you would say that because of your experience, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's more common now. I think it is already widely accepted that online dating is already a mainstream avenue to meet people, to meet dates. Whereas, of course, before when it was still new, of course, people were questioning it. But a lot of our friends now have their partners whom they met online. Mm -hmm. And in this ever busy world where we are told to work, work, work (laughs) and uh, side hustle in between, there's not really a lot of time to just meet people and enjoy ourselves. And so online dating really can be an option for us. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And it's a central place, right? Like everyone there is obviously looking for someone. It makes it easier because if you go out there, like how do you know which ones are single, which which ones are also looking for a partner, right? This one just eliminates all those false starts or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, you have a point that yes, I think online dating should be given a try. Yeah, maybe I should give it a try as well. You should. You should give it a try. Go back. (laughs) Go back. (laughs) All right. Okay, thank you very much for that very interesting input from both of you. So can I please ask you to let our listeners know where to find you, right? So the two of you actually have your own podcast and vlog. So tell us about them. 
All right. So for me, for anybody who is dreaming of living abroad, whether through studying or working, we will help you get there. So check out the Greener Side podcast on your favorite streaming service, and we will help you take the first step in your overseas journey. For myself, I have a YouTube channel called Frankie. If not, you can just find me on Instagrams at Dupe Frank. For YouTube, it's like more like daily vlogs, travel vlog, a bit of cooking as well. And for Instagram, it's more about photography, obviously. Uh, as I do mm-hmm. some uh, photography on my hobby, so I can share everything over there. All right. Thank you very much for guesting on our episode. <laughs> and see you again, maybe. Yes. <laughs> thank All you right. for having us. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. Bye-bye. Have a good one. That was my online dating discussion with Frank and Kring. Please make sure to follow them on Instagram and watch out for an episode on Kring's The Greener Side podcast where I will answer the question, Is the grass greener in Hong Kong? Speaking of online dating, on episode 25, Does Culture Matter in a Relationship? We interviewed Robin Tyne who met through an online dating app called Coffee Meets Bagel. I'm happy to announce that they got married in December 2021. The funny thing is, Tyne once wrote a blog post about why she kissed online dating goodbye. I guess in the end, online dating was worth it for her after all. Once again, thanks for listening.